I always tell recruiters, I'm like, listen, the client pays you today, the candidate pays you tomorrow. And if you put them in bad places, you know what? They're probably not going to pay you tomorrow. <laughs> but if you put them in good places with good folks where they can thrive, and you, you, know, you truly try to do the right thing for everyone, you win in the end. Welcome to the Resilient Recruiter Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Whitby. My special guest today is Rich Rosen. This is Rich's second appearance on the podcast, and he's backed by popular demand because the last interview I did with him was the most popular interview of all time. What's cool about Rich is he's a regular guy who's achieving exceptional results. Most years, Rich bills around a million dollars from his home office just outside of Boston. Yet he's very modest and he's willing to share his knowledge and experience to benefit others. I recorded this interview a couple of months ago and I'm delighted to finally be sharing it with you today. You're gonna hear about Rich's recent shift from contingency to engaged search, including the exact pitch that he's used to close four out of five recent assignments. You'll hear about candidate dropout rates, how those are on the rise and Rich has had over $200,000 in commission blow up just in the last few months. Plus you'll hear a real anecdote of a candidate ghosting him at offer stage in the hilarious way that he eventually got the candidate to respond to him, plus much, much more. So let's dive into the interview. I, I wanted to let you know that the I, I've done 53 episodes already and yours is the number one most popular. Awesome. Um, so it. we've had 1,583 people listen to that interview. No kidding, really? Which, <laughs> like if you imagine all those people in a conference venue or something, that would be a quite a crowd, you know, quite an audience of people. So, you know, what's you know, what's really funny. Um, I like on Dalton Daughtry's, I'm like number one in his thing. I did have one for, um, for uh, Gary um, Staubel. Okay. <laughs> same thing. I, I got more responses. He's got more responses about mine than he's ever had. And I, I mean, I had, I probably had a hundred people or whatever, something close, 50, hundred people reach out to me. And, and I got to tell you, man, I, I know, I, I personally feel like I know so many recruiters that are so much better than I am and they have such a, uh, um, they have a different approach. Mine's just easy, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Cause honestly, half the time I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just do it and just work hard. (laughs) And that's really the motto, I guess. But I, I'm, I am constantly amazed. Um, cause I, 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 I always, I, I feel like I am the most insecure successful recruiter out there, you know? <laughs> well, look, I think that's part of the reason why, Rich, is you you seem relatable and like just a, a normal guy and you don't have a big ego and yet you're, you're super successful. So I think that is, that's part of the reason yeah. people can, they, they your, you know, your message resonates strongly. So... <laughs> I, I um, think I, I find it, you know, I, I find it, I make it, uh, what I've learned, because one of the things I've done over the last few months is do, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time in my career, quite frankly, I actually have more engaged searches than I do contingent searches. Good for and, you. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I just got what literally yesterday on Sunday afternoon, I was on the phone with a company in Israel getting, getting another search and another engagement. Um, and my pitch is, uh, I, I, I find my pitch to be stupidly simple. Um, and I, I can't believe it took me 25 years to figure it out. Because <laughs> it's basically like, dude, if you're serious, you know, it's $10,000. If you're not serious, it's 25% contingent. I'm like, you know, and then they're like, oh, it's expensive. But I'm like, all right, well, it's not expensive, you know. I'll give you 7,500. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> you know, just something I'm like, just some, show me you're committed. I'm like, I don't want to waste my time. And I just literally tell them that. And they, they, it's, it has literally worked four out of the last five deals I've tried this on. <laughs> so. That is awesome, man. Hey, you know, um, I am in the midst of delivering an online course called Secrets of Selling Retained Search. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hook you up with a free access to awesome. that. Thank Not you. that you need you know, my help, I but, love uh, it's all right. yeah. Awesome. Um, just as a thank you for, for doing this. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. And so, so look, this is a theme that I am evangelical about is transitioning from pure contingency to 
retained or engaged and at least having not necessarily all of your stuff retained, but at least a good, you know, a good chunk of it because I just hate the fact that we can spend so much time and energy on something and do your job right. And you're, you're doing everything that you promised. And then the client can just pull the rug out from underneath you and go, actually, never mind. We, yeah. we've filled it internally or we've, we're going to have a reshuffle or whatever. It would have you. I, I agreed. I, I, that sort of got me on this bend after, you know, getting burned a bunch of times. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is just dumb. And I, and I don't mind contingent for the right companies and, you know, and even past clients. But if I don't know you, I'm like, I, I, I mean, it's just, I, I had a company yesterday, they wanted to, or Friday, they wanted to redo the contract. And I'm like, wait, wait, you know, they, like, we, we placed a bunch of people that we placed this lady, then she found out when she was pregnant. Um, like, and she's like 90 days in, she's going to go on maternity leave. We're like, great. And she's like, well, what if she doesn't come back? I'm like, well, what if she does? Are you going to pay me again? You know, and she's like, she's not, but we got to go, you know, she's like, we got to go over the contract again. I'm like, so I sent her an updated contract with a higher fee. <laughs> and she's like, I can't go back with a higher fee. I'm like, why not? She's like, well, I'll get yelled at. I'm like, well, I'm going to yell at if I go for a lower fee. So let's just see what we got. <laughs> so we have what we had. <laughs> but That's it, hilarious. But it, it, it's, um, but it, it's like that company, I'm doing a CRO search. I'm going to fill this week. Um, even though I had a contingent, I still got them to do the engaged, you know, because I'm like, it's a big search, quite frankly, they're easier, but you know, they're, it was, it was, um, I, 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 you know, I think what I found with engaged, cause I know a bunch of great recruiters who do it phenomenal. Like Chris Chillicuddy is a great recruiter out of Texas. I don't know if you know Chris or not. A I band. do. I've, I've already interviewed him, but it's not been published yet, but yeah, uh, good guy. Yeah. Great guy. And he has, he does a phenomenal retainer pitch. Phenomenal. Like the amount of work he puts into his retainer pitch is probably more work than I put into my entire recruiting for the search. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I mean, like I don't do anything special, quite frankly, if you're a retainer, I just give you top priority and I know it's my focus. Yes. Um, and it works. It's fine. Most people don't seem to care. Uh, Chris is just, a master. Um, but I think what most recruiters struggle with is trying to get that, uh, pitch down and they think they have to be hydrogen struggles, Accenture, Deloitte. They have to be this, come across as this, uh, Harvard educated, you know, uh, professor to give a proper eloquent speech and you don't really need it. You know, uh, that's what I find at least. This, I, I've dumped it down. It works great for me. <laughs> Maybe I'm dumb. I don't know, but it worked great for me. And it's simple. And I think everyone can do it. It just tells you, it shows them, listen, you're honest. You're just what we're doing. And if we're in it together, fantastic. If we're not, that's fine too. Here's option B. I understand where I sit. Okay. You know, and it's, totally. uh, it, it, it's, it's been, it's been very interesting. And it's, I'm, a, I'm mad that it took me so many years to figure it out. <laughs> so. Well, exactly. I, I actually think the pitch is less important than what comes before that, which is identifying the client's problem and what is the pain, what's the consequence mm -hmm. if they don't get this right and if they don't, you know, fix it fast, right? And um, if they're in enough pain and you tell them, look, this is the way you should do it and this is what I offer, then, you know, as long as they, they buy into you and they believe you can deliver, then they're going to they're going to go with your recommended option, right? Agreed. Um, Agreed. You, you, said, you sound like you know what's going on and you, you, you've been there before. And it's, you know, there's, you know, I mean, I, I, I think you make, it, you make it easy where, you know, you're not wasting time, but they're serious. And that's what it comes down to, you know? And then, I mean, I, I even told this guy yesterday, I'm like, listen, he's like, well, what if we find someone on our own network? I'm like, well, you know, run them through me. I mean, ideally, you know, we do all the work anyway and we place the guy for you, but run them through me. I mean, that way we obviously get another candidate anyway. And two, you know, I'm like, listen, if it's this guy, these are minor like seed round, a round companies in some of these cases. So I'm like, we'll, we'll do the fee for half, for half the, half the, half the cost. Like, you know, I didn't have to really do any research on it. It's not great, but it's good for long-term business. Right. Um, that's very fair. And that's, that's how I look at it. And it's a win-win because chances are my guy's going to be better, but if the higher theirs, all right, I made some money off. It's not ideal, but, you, you made a, you're, you showed you're a business partner yeah. and that's where I think a lot of recruiters also go south. They just, they get greedy, they get stupid. They want to win the battle, not the war. 
you know, and I think recruiters forget the, the least, the thing recruiters hate to do the most is find new jobs. <laughs> if you're a good partner, they come to you. So, <laughs> Right. Actually, let's, let's double click on that, Rich. Um, what percentage of your work is from repeat clients as opposed to having to go out and, and find it? Um, most of my, most of my work comes from repeat clients or referrals. I mean, like this guy yesterday right. was a, um, a referral from a, another, um, another client. He referred me to his VC, the VC then referred me to these guys and a few others. Um, but uh, you know, I probably, I, I, I need to market more than I do, but, uh, you know, knock on wood, I don't usually have time, you know, to do it. <laughs> so we, we haven't had enough searches to work on. So, but you know, once or twice a year, I, I'll do a good marketing blitz, you know, and I make a call here or there, but most of it comes to referrals and they're interesting companies. Um, and that's what I like. I mean, for me, it's all about working with good people. And, you know, I have zero tolerance for working for, you know, with jerks and just people are going to treat you like garbage. Yeah. Um, me too. So I don't, I, you know, if, if the fees are bad, I, you know, the, the salaries are bad. I mean, I had a guy yesterday, last week called me to work on a search. Um, he had two openings. They wanted to pay $60,000 base salaries. For a job that you know, every other everyone else in the country is paying one hundred twenty thousand dollars on the Uh-oh. low end. I mean, I, and I was like, I'm like, dude, you should be sending me your resume instead of me sending you a fee agreement. I'm like, this isn't bad. I don't know how you're going to hire anyone. And um, he wasn't really thrilled, but I'm like, well, go back and figure it out. Go look at the market. I'm like, yes. uh, you know, it's real advice. And so it, people, they may not like it at the time, but I'm sure. They'll appreciate it when uh, and refer me when the time comes. It seems like you know. So, Rich, can we? Can we t- now, this isn't going to help someone who's just starting out. But if someone's been doing this for a few years, what is your um, secret, for lack of a better word, to generating that repeat business and referral? You know, referrals coming in. What? Why do you think you've been able to do that? Um, because I'm, I think I'm extremely real with everyone. I talk to everyone the same way, whether it's the secretary or the, the CEO, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about, like politics and religion and just fun topics that will get people off their guard. And I just interested to see how they are. Who, who are you really? You know, I mean, and it's okay if you don't agree, you know, but one, if the, I, I find the people that are, uh, kind of far left, far right. Uh, they're usually a little off center. <laughs> they're usually off center at everything, <laughs> you know, and they're not, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them you just probably don't really want to work with, you know, because unless that's your, your niche, I suppose. Um, but it tells you a lot about who they are, how they're going to work, how they're going to operate, how tolerant they are. And I don't want to put people like candidates in a bad situation. And that also leads to referrals down the line. I mean, I always tell, recruiters i'm like listen the can the client pays it today the candidate pays you tomorrow you know right and if you put them in bad places you know what they're probably not going to pay you tomorrow <laughs> but if you put them in good places with good folks where they can thrive and you you know you truly try to do the right thing for everyone you, you win in the end mm-hmm. so I, I i think you know you, you don't take every job you get and don't you know even for if you're a new recruiter you know ask the tough questions learn the hard way you know, just, and just ask, you know, what are these people like, you know, and you tend to, one of the first things I ever learned in sales was you tend to attract clients and candidates in this case, in this business, you know, like yourself, mm, you know, true. So it, it, it really is. When you stop and think about who your favorite clients are, who do you work most, you know, the, the best with are people that are like yourself. They're, they're real, they're fun, they're easy. You know, they're not looking to break everyone's back over the littlest of things. Um, and when you go outside that parameter and you start working with these, these fringe people that are a little bit extremists, whether it's whatever their political views are or just in their life in general, a lot of them, you know, at least for me, they don't always, uh, it doesn't always turn out well. They just, they're trying to nickel and dime you for everything and you waste a lot of time. So yeah. I think, you know, you stay focused. Yeah, that's a bad sign if, if right up front clients are trying to like squeeze your fees and, and, and argue over every little thing, then that's an indication of the tone of what's going to be coming through the whole process and the whole relationship probably. Well, well, um, that's it. I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, you're talking on, you know, most, most recruiters are 20, 25%, whatever, give or take a 
percentage here or there, but you know, 100 grand, you're talking $5,000. <laughs> for someone that if they're using a recruiter should be solving a more valuable problem than $5,000. Right. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's, I, I always say when my, like I do sales guys. So when they, they're always like, Oh my God, that's the fee is so much. We can't pay more than 20%. And I'm like, the guy's going to bring in $2 million in revenue. If he's done the right job, <laughs> I'm like, is five or $10,000 really a showstopper for the right person? You know, whether it's salary or the fee. And I'm like, if that's the case, then you're probably going to screw them on commission too. And then, you know, we all, we all lose. So, you know, I mean, that's not how you build a business. It, it, it's, um, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know if I told you, like my first, my first call this year was firing a client actually. <laughs> it was uh, my oh, first great. call. Because T- they, tell me they, what happened. Well, their plan was, um, their comp plan was ridiculous. The, uh, you know, they, it was a brand new company, young company, like, you know, a few million in revenue. Great tools, great solution. But they didn't want to pay on channels. And they didn't want, like, channel revenue. And they had one okay. channel partner. And they didn't want, and they wanted to pay the, the candidate, the salespeople, quarter after the company gets paid. Usually in sales, you're paid, you know, the month after you sign a contract, not yeah. six months later, because why would you do it? But yeah. plus, <laughs> it's channel revenue. Who cares where it comes from? You pay that, most companies, they'll pay you on, the company's portion of the revenue from that partnership. And when you're only a, you know, single digit, you know, you're a seven, seven figure company or, you know, whatever, about 5 million in revenue, every dollar counts. So why would you not incentivize your sales guys to work on that? So I tried telling these guys, no one's going to take it. I called them. He's like, we've got this VP advisor who's done this a thousand times. He said he built this plan. And I'm like, that's great. Still, no one's going to take this job. So I called him and said, listen, what can we do to adjust this plan? He get completely bent out of shape over it. He's like, yeah, I've yeah. done this before. You know, this is how this is how it works. I'm like, it absolutely does not. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm like, you can make the guy the offer, but I will bet you, you know, I bet you, you know, twice the paycheck that this guy's not going to uh, not going to take the job. I already talked to the candidate anyway, and this candidate came from that partner, which is the funny part. So they should have paid him for it. He was like a top producer. Wow. And the guy Crazy didn't take yes. it. Client was all, you know, couldn't believe this guy didn't take it. I'm like, why would you take this job? They're like, absolutely. And I'm like, no one's taking this job. And, and you know, and now we're three months in, later and they're still looking for that role. I mean, uh, but that, I mean, why, the, you know, the total tangent, but I mean, that's, you have to cut your losses sooner than later in this job. If you work on bad stuff or great, it may be the best solution in the world. And this, these guys are, IP, I've worked with in the past, the COO, and he called me and I'm like, this is going nowhere. You guys are going to shoot yourself in the foot. And, you know, now they've been looking for, what, four or five months. And um, how much revenue have they lost in that four or five months? That's it. That's it. I mean, well, you know, so that, I mean, you're, you're tripping over the pennies, you know, <laughs> to, to, to avoid the dollars, essentially, or whatever the saying is. But it's, it's, a, it, it's just um, it, some of these companies are very arrogant about where they're at. And, mm-hmm. You know, you got to give them real advice. Some will come back to me. Some won't. But either way, I mean, anyone that takes the job is not really, is most likely not going to last or they're not A players anyway. And they're generally not going to, they weren't going to pay me a fee for it, I feel like. So, um, you know. But, so, Rich, what's your, um, do you have like a clear criteria for what is a good client? or an A-search, and what is a client that you're going to turn down? Um, you know, for me, like I said, number one is it's you got to have good people. You know, I, I mean, I, I generally deal with the executive level or even a board level in some cases. You have to be able to – they've got to have a product that's got some kind of differentiator, something that's interesting. Um, uh, you know, just another me too – I, don't know, I find it hard to sell. I find it hard to get excited about it. If I don't get excited about it, it's hard to, um, it's hard for me to sell. It. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I like, to, you know, they've got to have a decent comp plan. Um, you know, obviously the fees have to be in line. The contract's got to be in line, but pretty basic stuff. I mean, good people, good product, good money. They got to have minor generally startup and early stage companies. They're going to have some level of funding or financial. So at least we know where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to place my third person, you know, hopefully this month with a company that's a million dollars in revenue only, you know, and, you know, but those companies I love because you get really involved, you get really embedded, 
and they pay great fees because they need the help. And then you can also help intro them into venture capitalists and help get them funding and you get further entwined in the company. Um, and oftentimes you can get some equity from it too, which is even better, you know? So it's, to me, those are really exciting. I I love the, the early stage, early, early stage companies. They're not for, they're definitely not for everyone because they are a uh, unique breed and finding Mm. candidates for them are unique because believe it or not, not everyone wants to go to a million dollar company in the pandemic, (laughs) you know? So, (laughs) well, um, I love, I like it for all the reasons you just said, which is, like you have access to the board level, they are hungry for your advice and your, you know, your support. You're almost like a mentor rather than just a recruiter, right? And you can actually help them with their business in terms of introductions and strategic stuff, not rather than just placing salespeople. Not, I mean, that's an important thing as well. Um, and they don't have all the bureaucracy and the infrastructure and the, you know, internal talent teams and all that stuff, which can sometimes make it harder for us to, um, to work with companies. Have you done that uh, before, Rich, where you've taken equity either in lieu of part of your fee or like, how have you, and how's that worked out? I've done it. Uh, it's, it's been a while. I'm getting close on a couple of clients right now that I think will pay me an equity, which I think are great. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just do it. I, I, you know, I, again, I try to keep everything pretty simple. Um, I, I, you know, my, my, my greedy days are long, long past me. Um, and I, I really do. I try to make it simple. I mean, I'm like, listen, if it's $30,000 fee, I'll try to get, you know, $30,000 in equity, you know, I mean, which yeah. in some of these companies, it could be 50 shares, could be 5,000 shares, you know, it depends. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a gamble, you know, but if it goes big, which some of these companies have, um, you know, pays off way more than the 30 grand. It's a roll, it's a, right. it's a roll of the dice. So, yeah. you know, yeah. but I, I, like I said, equity is equity now is much harder to get than it was 20 years ago. Companies, okay. you know, lose so much to the VCs. So, but it's, if you can get it, it's fun. You're now a vet, you know, you, you they see you more as a partner too. You're not just nice. another vendor. Um, even just asking for it, quite frankly, yeah. shows you're a lot more invested in them than just, you know, looking for their cash. Cause some of these companies, you know, cash is tough to, to come by. So they, they'd rather yeah, give yeah. you equity, but you know, you, 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 again, you gotta be uh, suspect. I mean, there's not every client I work with, though I like them, do I want the equity for various reasons? So. Totally right. Yeah, no, I, I get that. So Rich, you described the last, you know, 12 months as being a zoo. What's, tell me some stories. What's what happened for you over the last year? I, I think I've had, well, I know I've had in the last six months, more people accept an offer and then no show decline at the last second. Yeah. Uh, what have you than I have in the last 10 years combined. Wow. I mean, probably more okay. than that. I don't, I don't remember much further back than that in terms of, but I, I've only had a handful of people not start my career. I, I've had, uh, you know, one guy, you know, I've, you know, I, I basically had, I mean, I had one guy call, I did a head of a police wellness check done on him. <laughs> First time I've ever done it. Um, so the, I mean, I had kept texting the guy and he was really, I mean, it was a $40,000 raise, you know, base pay raise, 25% oh. increase in salary. Um, and he was, he's a great guy. And this was totally unlike the guy to, to ghost me. Um, so I texted him and said, listen, if I don't want to hear from you the next you know, few hours, I'm going to have the police come do a visit. Um, and, you know, this is after a couple of days of emails and blah, blah, blah. So I did. Uh, at the, you know, police went to his house, checked on him and, um, you know, I texted him and said, Hey, listen, they're on their way. So I'm like, I don't know what he still did, did. And what happened? He, 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 uh, he, you know, so I called him, there was something I learned on, on, uh, some other show. It's like, you know, do, um, God, it was a sales podcast, not a, not a recruit podcast, but there's a good sales podcast, but like do this kind of double call where, you know, you just, if someone doesn't, I do it all, do it often for candidates too. If they don't pick up the first time, call the number again and they'll generally pick up the second time you call. Um, so I did it to this guy and he finally picked up and he just apologized. He just, he's, and he thanked me for actually doing the wellness check because he knew it's not his MO. And what had happened, the guy was really just kind of going through a breakdown of sorts because his mother-in-law had just passed away, which I had known his wife. They, they had just come back from this vacation where 
they, you know, we accepted the offer on vacation, but then it's, they get back and his wife decides she wants to quit her job and retire. Uh, his son, uh, you know, basically got their girlfriend pregnant. So <laughs> it's just, and he's like, there's just too much going on. He's like, there's too much change. I'm literally like paralyzed. I mean, I've known this guy for years. I mean, he would have been, I would have, I would have bet my house that this guy would never have done this, but it was just so much going on plus the pandemic. And he's like, I know it's the wrong thing. Like this, it's funny the year earlier, the company wanted to hire him. And then at the 12, 11th hour, they put the deal on hold. And now, unfortunately, this guy, not trying to play games, he ended up putting them on hold. Uh, at, literally, it was a week before he was supposed to start. Um, but it was, yeah, it's been crazy. I've had just, I, I mean, I think I've had $200,000 in commission blow up <laughs> since uh-huh. September. Um, just, uh, it's, I've, I've never seen a run like that where it's just like close one, lose one, close two, lose another one. I mean, just you, you keep redoing these searches. So, you know, it was, um, but it's funny, all these clients are seeing it. If you ask your clients, they're not mad. I mean, they're not, lo- they don't love it. Obviously they don't, they're not blaming me at least. And they're, you know, they said they've seen it themselves. They've had it happen with their own deals, uh, their own candidates, even friends that they've had, you know, it's just, it's the pandemic, especially, especially uh, in the world of startups, let alone, you know, bigger companies. So yeah, it's, it's been I, crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely a trend. And I think that's going to continue for a while. This, Agreed. you know, people accepting counter offers or getting cold feet and, and so on. It's the feeling of uncertainty about everything. I think everyone is more stressed than normal. Well, I think, I think yeah. they're more stressed than they even realize. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny. So the counter offer one, I, I had a guy um, take a <clears> counter offer. It was a global VP role, took a counter offer, but like he, he turned this company down originally and it was $40,000 more than my role. And then uh, they came back a week after this guy started my job. They came back and offered the guy basically a guaranteed $2 million. Um, not much you could do. I mean, there was a $300,000 base increase. <laughs> And I'm like, holy, yeah. I'm like, listen, I, I'm like, dude, I take the job. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> so it, I, I have literally seen, seen it all um, in, the, in the last few months. And I know a lot of recruiters have seen it, you know, so they're not alone. I, I think these recruiters that act like this, the, their world has been in, you know, perfect. I'm like, God bless your, uh, <laughs> but uh, reality is, I think most of us have seen, if you're working hard, you have seen your share of insan- insanity. <clears throat> but um, yeah, this year is definitely, was definitely not for the faint of heart, you know, but. Um, Absolutely. I, I think, I think I closed what 19 deals since September. And I think I had, you know, six, I had to redo essentially, you know, or, wow. yeah, you know, all different crazy reasons, but <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been interesting to say the least. Since you're listening to this podcast, it tells me that you're someone who's interested in personal growth and business improvement. That's something we have in common. I really enjoy listening to podcasts, reading and listening to business books, watching TED Talks, but by far the most important investment I've made in my own development has been working with a coach. It started back in 1999, 2000, when I was working as a recruiter. I hired a coach and he helped me to double my billings in 90 days. It was, it sounds corny, but it was really a life-changing experience. Since then, I've worked with various coaches almost continuously over the years, and it's made a massive difference to my own personal and business success. In fact, that first experience of working with a coach was the catalyst for me ultimately deciding that much as I loved recruitment, my true purpose was to become a coach and enable others to achieve their full potential. Fast forward to today, and I work with recruitment business owners to help them escape the feast and famine roller coaster and create consistent, predictable billings. If you'd like to know more, you can apply for a free strategy session at recruitmentcoach.com forward slash breakthrough. Rich, let's let's talk about ghosting for a sec. That was a term you you brought up a second ago, and it's definitely something I think. Even like this is before the pandemic. It's almost like it's a lot more common. When I started in business, people returned your calls. It was just like there was an etiquette, right? Of 
um, how you did, it was just normal that you, when you call someone, they call you back. Right. And not always, of course, but someone who you have a relationship with, if it's a cold call, they're not necessarily going to call you back, but someone you're working with, they're going to call you back. And then I, I see that over time, and I don't know if it's the, like coincides with the, the rise of like mobile phone use and texting and everything, but it seems like, um, I don't know. It, it, it seems like it's, it's just acceptable or it's perceived as acceptable to just stop communicating. Um, and, you know, obviously the stronger your relationship, the less likely that can be. But you give the example just now of someone, and you knew this guy, you've known him for years, mm-hmm. and normally he, you would never expect him to do that. And yet he still sort of disappeared on you. Do you have any ideas about like what we can do to minimize or, or deal with ghosting from clients, candidates, or, or whoever? I mean, I think all you can do is you build that trust with your candidates. You build the relationship up and you, you know, you really, you know, you gotta be more than just a recruiter. You gotta be a, you know, a, a therapist, a friend, um, yeah you know, to these people and they have to understand that you're not there just to make a quick commission. And I mean, I, I just placed a lady uh, last week who, you know, she, she called, you know, you know, when I, she, she was mad because she didn't take my advice when she took her last job. Cause I told her it was a dumpster fire and um, <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, but she, she knew from that point, I had nothing for her at that point either. I just, you know, I, I actually, that's true. I had another role, but timing, she was already down the path of this company. I'm like, this is what you're going to find out about that company. So make sure you ask those questions. And she did, she believed the owner and now she believes me. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the end of the day is you, you know, now she knows when I tell her, Hey, this is the story. This is the story. And I think there's no need to really lie in this business. If you have to lie to sell your job, you probably are not working on the right job. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, it's not real Mensa, Mensa level uh, thought process, but <laughs> it, it is the reality. If you're, if you need to BS about it, you're probably working on the wrong opportunity and you're not going to build long-term reliability or your, your earlier question about, you know, client flow, candidate flow, et cetera. If you're lying, you're dying essentially. <laughs> I mean, in the long term. So, I mean, that's, that's the easiest and best way is just build real rapport, you know, um, stop sounding like a sales guy, quite frankly. So, you know, it's easy to say build rapport. I mean, I think everyone wants to build rapport. No, there's no one who wakes up in the morning <laughs> in our job and says, sure. I think I'm going to try and really have some crummy rapport today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you do that? Um, I mean, apart from always telling the truth and and being direct, even if it's not what people want to hear, I mean, it gets. But I think it's really tone of voice. I mean, I think if you, you just, you talk to people, you you know, you have a real conversation, you ask real questions, you ask about them, ask all, you know, what interests them, what makes, what's going to make them make their job change. What's going to, you know, what do they do for fun? What's, you know, what are they all about? Um, And I, I think you just, Talk to them like, like I said, talk about politics, talk about religion, talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about, quite frankly. You know, uh, those that get you're offended. The only, get offended. <laughs> you're the only person I've ever heard give that advice, which is I opposite to. <laughs> it's, but it's true. Think about it. I mean, you need to be able to have, I don't, it's not just come out and say, hey, what do you think about this or, you know, this, this race or this, that. I mean, I'm not saying don't have a, start a whole war, <laughs> but, you know, you can have a point is have a real conversation. And, uh, you know, it, it, it you, you know, that, that will flow into something like, you know, so, you know, talk about things that not every other salesperson or recruiter is talking about, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Some of those calls are going to go a little longer. Um, some won't. And, you know, some won't want to talk about those things. And, but you know what? You say things jovially, you laugh, you, you know, you have expression in your voice. How many times have we all gotten cold calls and the guys are robot talks, you know, uh, you know, I just, I just got a call um, uh, on Friday for, to buy uh, some shares of uh, companies about to go public that I actually wanted to buy. Um, but the guy, I'm like, dude, if you were calling about any other company, I would have never bought this. 
But I'm like, you sound like the Wolf of Wall Street. You're reading right from a horrible script. You're monotone. The only thing is I know this company because it's a client of mine. <laughs> so it's an absolute steal of a stock to buy right now before they go public. So, uh, and I'm like, listen, I don't mean to be a jerk, but you cannot be saying these things if you want to do anything. I mean, but, hilarious. You get, he got coaching. He wasn't yeah. expecting. <laughs> well, make he's a like cold cold. You ever seen that room, that, that scene in Boiler Room? Yeah, yeah, I saw the TV room. guy. You know, <laughs> it was that's hilarious, but, but, it was, but that's it. But you just say stuff, uh, you know, not to be a jerk, not to be obnoxious, not to, you know, pick a fight with people, but uh, like get educated, learn. How are their, their, their thoughts? Like, uh, you know, like if, 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 like, honestly, if I see people with that have their, when I choose their pronoun, their he, she, them thing, I, I honestly don't understand that whole thing. I try to ask my 17 year old daughter to explain it to me. I still don't understand it. So if I see it, sometimes I ask people, you know, <laughs> You know, and I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you got to explain this to me. And, you know, 99% of the time it goes really well. (laughs) You know, it's every so often people get a little annoyed by it, but I'm like, I just tell them, listen, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just, I am trying to understand because I don't really understand that whole thing. No offense to any of them. (laughs) I just, anyone who does whatever, I don't, but I want to learn, you know, and you do it from that perspective. It's hard for people to get mad at you, you know? Absolutely. I get you. I get you. So you're right. Like how you say something and being, you know, really friendly and, 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 you know, humorous with it is, is, is critical. Sometimes how you say something is more important than what you actually say. Absolutely. Um, So I get that. Would you ever set ground rules with your candidates, clients and say, look, this is how I work. This is what you can expect from me. I'm going to do this, this, and this. You can always count on me to, you know, be like this. And here's what I need from you in return. If we're going to, if we're going to work together. Um, Yes and no. I don't like set firm ground rules. I mean, I do tell them, I'm like, listen, you know, I'm going to work, work my hardest. You can get me pretty much 24 seven because I'm pretty much always working. So it's, uh, you know, but when I send someone, I need feedback, you know, quickly, you know, if it's going to take, if it's going to take us three or four days to get feedback, you know, we're probably going to lose the candidate. They're going to lose interest. I, I, you know, I may lose interest, quite frankly, if I have to chase you down, we're in it together. And the great thing about those engagement contracts, quite frankly, if they don't get back to me within, I think I have it at 48 hours, yeah. you know, my, my agreement's filled. I, don't, I can walk away from the search clean if I want to with the deposit. Because again, you're, 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 you're a partnership. Either you're, we're really in it together or we're not, you know? And that's the whole point of it, uh, you know? So that's the only thing I said with them is feedback is key. After interviews, you know, once they send a candidate a resume over, telling me there's the good or they're bad doesn't really help me. You know, I actually, if you want me to improve on the search, I need to understand why they're good, yes. why they're bad. And, you know, it's not to fight with you, but maybe you have a mis- misunderstanding. Maybe I missed something. So I want to learn if I missed it. And if you missed it, you know, I'd hope you'd want to understand, you know, what I heard and why I sent this person. Um, you know, because I think a lot of stuff that we do, we all do our little write-ups when we send candidates over. But my guess is, you know, 80% of the clients don't even read that. <laughs> so... Um, you know, so my, I mean, my write-ups are three, four, maybe six lines max, okay. uh, max bullet points. Um, and, you know, cause I don't think they read them. So, I mean, and so what, what kind of stuff do you put in there? Um, it, it's really bullet pointed almost to the T of what they're looking for. If, they, if they're looking yeah. for A, B and C, it's like, well, this guy has done A, B and C. <laughs> I'm like, and you know, I, and I think like those of us have done this for a while too. I think, you know, clients tend to trust you, you know, they're like, Hey, we're paying this guy a lot of money. We should trust him. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's very rare. I Mike, if I send a candidate, they don't get interviewed. I mean, that's good. Me one out of a hundred, maybe one out of a thousand, maybe, I don't even know, but it's pretty rare. You know, I expect if I send them in, we're getting an interview. Like, I mean, half the yes. time I just put this guy's free on Tuesday or I'll text him when I send it over, I'll email him and then I'll text him and say, Hey, just sent your resume. This guy's good on Tuesday. What time works for you? Um, awesome. just to speed it all up. But uh, flipping this onto the candidate side in turn, we, we were talking about ghosting and what I find is people do not like giving bad news. Mm-hmm. And so they would rather completely burn the bridge in the relationship yep. rather than just tell you, Rich, I'm really sorry, but I've 
I've had a change of heart because that's really hard for people. I just wonder if you, if we said up front, listen, and like make it okay for them to do that. I don't know if it would make a difference or not, but just say, listen, if you're, if I ever tell you about an opportunity and you're not interested, that's okay. Just tell me, or maybe initially you're interested and then you go and meet them and it's not for you or whatever, at whatever point I, we just need to always have the open communication and to be honest with each other. Um, and I would rather know what you're really thinking and feeling because then I can just, I can help you better and I can, we can continue working together until, you know, the, the day comes when we do find that perfect next step for you. I do you ever structure conversations like that? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I tell everyone, I'm like, listen, if you're not interested, it's okay. You know, tell me, you know, I'd rather know what works, doesn't work for you. I even started doing this in my emails uh, over the last few weeks to try it out. Um, you know, cause it's so funny, like the, what we've all taught 20 years ago about email versus what we're putting in today, you know, are so different. Um, I even put a line in that basically says, you know, feel free to tell me no, but would this be something you're interested in? So it's basically like, listen, just get back to me one way or the other. And then even if they say no, you can always respond and say, listen, appreciate it. What would you be interested in? Still happy to have a conversation. Um, and then you can still pitch your role to them once they come back to you. So, I mean, it's, it's a nice, easy out for them, which some people tell you is good. Some people tell you it's bad, but we're trying it to see what works. And yeah, yeah, so far it's, it's worked fairly well, I think. Test so. new things. So with you, you, you gave a couple of tips earlier, Rich, which were the double call. So you call, it rings out, call again, and then hopefully they pick up the second time. You had the police. Now the police check is interesting. <laughs> Did, were you s- sincerely worried that the guy might, you know, be dead or uh, injured or, or was it? I, I was definitely curious uh, what was going on with him because it was totally out of this guy's MO. We had a re- we, yeah. we still have a really good relationship. I mean, I don't know if I can send him out again, quite frankly, but I mean, you know, he he's a he's a good guy. It's a tough to fill role that he that he fits in. Um, you know, so I, I was generally concerned of what was going on because it was totally out of his nature, and you know. I mean, I've gotten to know the guy, so I'm like, it's just, it didn't add up. And, you know, everything going on in the world today, you never know what's going on. Um, you will be happy to know it took 30 minutes on hold with uh, the San Jose police <laughs> to get wow. to get to someone. So if you're ever having an emergency in San Jose, uh, don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are there any other tips or, or techniques you've tried to, to revive someone who's disappeared? Um, I mean, usually it's just, you know, I mean, I'll always send texts or notes and I'll just say, you know, assume you're not interested in, you know, yeah. your future roles, sometimes like that, you put it more severe. Um, I mean, it, 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 you know, I, I, you start off kind of being nice and just, Hey, listen, what's going on? Are we still interested? Are we not interested? And so it's okay. If you're not, just let me know one way or the other. Um, you know, and then, you know, eventually it's just like, listen, I mean, if you're, you know, it, would you want to be considered for future opportunities? You know, and if you don't, if I don't hear from you, I'll just assume you're, you know, you're dead to me, you know, kind of thing. Or, you know, sometimes you just send <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a ghost emoji, you know, whatever, who cares? At this point, <laughs> they're not getting back to you. Might as well just have fun with it, right? I mean. Yeah, exactly. You know, what have you got to lose? Is, yeah, I mean, seriously. Nothing. It's like, I mean, what, is this guy going to get mad at you for being obnoxious? I'm like, well, then get back to me. I mean, it's, seriously. It, I, <laughs> I've got a, uh, I call it a breakup email that I send mm-hmm. to people, which um, seems to work really well. Like I'll be, Emailing, like a typical time that people go to is you've sent your agreement or your proposal over and then they seemed really interested when you talk to them, right? And then you don't hear anything back and you follow up a couple. I mean, you don't want to be, I don't want to chase people. That's not, yeah. you know, I, I'm too busy for that. So uh, like I'll send one follow up and then people uh, ignore that. Then I'll send the breakup email, which basically says, look, um, I, I'm assuming that you're no longer interested in this. Uh, but you know, the door's open. If you want to talk again, um, for now, I'm going to archive this and, and move on. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, people always get back to that one. So they feel guilty. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that could be it. Yeah. It, it, uh, which yeah. is great. I mean, anything that gets to, anything that triggers a response, like I'm not a great writer. So I, I feel like anytime, if I can get someone on the phone, I can win them over, you know, just yeah. having a conversation, you know, I'm not interested. Well, here's the story anyway. Maybe someone could benefit from it or whatever. 
and then suddenly they're interested, you know, or whether it's a client or a candidate. Um, but I mean, anything to get them talking is our point. I mean, that's all this outreach is, is should be done to generate a phone call of some sort yes, or some kind of meeting. Yes, yes. Um, and whatever it is, whether it's just letting them know. But most people do feel guilty about it, I find. You know, I, yeah. I mean, Exactly. It's exactly why they don't really get back to you because they don't want they don't want to deliver the bad news, let alone us having to deliver. Hey, you didn't get the job or candidate took another offer or whatever. But it's the candidates and the clients themselves. um, They do feel it's kind of funny when they feel guilty, which I think kind of means you did a great job, but someone else either undercuts you or. It was a money thing or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, cause if, if they didn't like you, they would just be like, nah, good. See you later. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. But you, you, you made another point there. The, um, I was going to add, no, one of the other things that you said about how you don't want to chase people and especially with candidates, I find and clients really, I guess for that matter too, like one of the rules that I always lived by was one of the first things I was ever taught at MRI was from another, an old, old kind of grizzly recruiter at the time. Um, was, uh, you know, as it starts is as it goes. And if you're start, if that, if you've got to start out chasing someone, that's how it's going to end as well. And huh. you're just wasting your time. And you right. think about all your deals you've done, you probably didn't have to chase them too much, you know, call or two here or there. But yes. those ones you had to fight to win, not really fight to win, but you had to keep following up with them. Mm-hmm. They are always the trouble ones, you know? Yeah. It, it's first, that's, I think there's something to that. And it's also p- positioning, mm-hmm. right? Like it, when you're super busy and you, you, you literally don't have time to chase people and you're not that hungry to chase people. And that sends a message as well subliminally that, wow, this guy must be really good because he's like, we're having to chase him if anything, rather mm-hmm. than he's like desperate for business or, or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a fine line. Between, you know, you being desperate and you wanting the job versus, um, you know, you, you know for, for them to view it that way. I mean, like I've got a company that called me and, you know, two weeks ago and it's an early stage company. just trying to figure everything out. But it's, you know, I just have my tech lawyer say it's once a week. And, you know, I just, you know, he's like, don't, he, he told me, don't, don't let me not get back to you because he knows he's bad at it, quite frankly. But he, he prefaced it up front. Fair enough. So I literally have it set automatically every week. It just automatically sends them an email, <laughs> you know, mm. and it's just like, uh, you know, Ashton, what's going on? Are we starting this? We, you know, we still need our sales guy <laughs> and that's it. So, you know what? And I literally, and I think on the, the second week it starts telling, this is my automated email to remind you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you know, so it's not, I'm not desperate for your job, but I liked you and I'd love to help you out basically. Um, right. So that's not what it says, but that's kind of the, the emphasis of it. Um, you know, but, you know, let me know what you want to do. And, uh, hilarious. You know, what, Hey, let's talk tools for a sec. What, what system are you using for that automated email, Rich? Um, so I use Outplay, um, Outplay, all right. Outplay.hq, which is a great, uh, great tool, great guys that run it. Um, they, you know, it does everything from your, you can even do phone mail drops to which I don't use it for, but you can, um, you know, does your email campaigns or can remind you to go off on LinkedIn. It can remind you to text. I think it actually can text uh, as well. You, you could do it for a lot of things. I mainly just use it for the campaign management, the email strings, because it ties directly into Crelate for my ATS. Ah, so okay. It, it makes it cool. really simple when, you know, you send, you know, you know, my admin puts, puts the people in the database that I tell them to put in. It then automatically emails them puts them on a, tr- on a string over the next, you know, couple of weeks. Got so, it. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Right. I'll check that out. The one I yeah, use for that is called interseller.io. Oh, sure. um, yeah. yep. um, but what it sounds like yours does, which is interesting is multi-channel. So you could use it for text, phone, email, or whatever. Yes. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a good deal. I mean, like people should be all, always be checking out AppSumo, like for uh I don't know if you ever checked that site out. There's great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I, I found this and dozens of other solutions um, on AppSumo. So it's like $50 for life. I mean, I don't, I don't know what outplay is charging now. I'm sure it's more than that, but it's yeah. uh, you know, but I just bought one a few weeks ago was, uh, was a, a clear out. It was you know $50 for life and it will verify like 
500,000 email addresses for me, you know, so, wow. so you don't get these bounce backs and stuff. Yeah. So you can just run it through there, analyze it, tells you if it's high risk, low risk, whatever. And, um, you know, you don't get, um, you won't get the bounces. So you hopefully don't end up on a blacklist and, um, amongst other things, but there's some great tools on on, on the AppSumo. That, what, uh, what would you say are the things you use every week? So you've got Crelate, you've got Outplay.hq. So what are the other things yeah, you have most I mean, useful? So the things that I use, I mean, like everything down, to, I, I use Phantom PDF for my uh, signature stuff and for, you know, PDF stuff instead of Adobe. Um, right. I use, you know, who knows is a good uh, contact and search engine, kind of an alternative to a higher tool or LinkedIn for a fraction okay. of the cost. It's really cool because you can use hot, you can use who knows and it will, um, uh, it will actually search, you know, several other contact finder databases. So you don't need to go to like the swordfish and the Lucia's and all those others, which I, I have those as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you get a one-stop shop and actually, if you mention my name, I think they give you a discount too, but awesome. <laughs> they're, uh, but they are li- H you know, W H O N O W S W H O K N O W uh, N O W. Yep. Um, but so those guys are good. Uh, yeah. Who knows.com recruiterly is good. Jamie's really good over there. Um, similar thing, you know, you can use it to help do research and find contact information. Um, you know, Lucia's, you know, Lucia and Swordfish are, you know, good ones, pre-contact tools, Pre-contact tool is probably one of the most accurate ones, quite frankly, but it's also one of the slowest ones. <laughs> so, what, what was it called? Pre-contact tool. Pre-contact tool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, it doesn't roll off the tongue, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it, 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 yeah, they have good info. You know, find that leads a good one. I love. I mean, some of these are just they're free. Some of them are cheap deals I bought off of AppSumo, quite frankly. Mm. So for fifty bucks, why not give it a shot, right? Yeah, no, uh, totally. You know, Chatterworks is another one that's that's up and coming. That's got some really cool features coming out. Chatworks. Uh, Chatter Chatterworks. Chatterworks. Yes. Okay. Um, they've got some really cool tools coming out um, that will even tell you the optimal time to send to that individual. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, so it's uh, that one's pretty it, cool. You know, Crystal knows it's a kind of a fun one to look at. Or, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that one's fun. Um, because they do, don't they do like uh, disc personality assessments and you can yeah. get, do you get your candidates to fill that out or? No, you don't need to. I mean, that's the thing. It takes all off of social. You know, they differently look at your LinkedIn profile, look at your social media and they build uh, a fairly accurate story about what words to use to that person. I don't use that one a ton, but I am going to, it's kind of on my list to start using more. I just think it's a fun tool and mm. I, I find it scarily accurate <laughs> you know <laughs> you know, like i know like for me it tells you to like talk fast and get to the point you know which is totally how to sell to me you know <laughs> so gotcha it, it's you a know, cool it's a fun one to look at it's a good party trick yeah no totally um the challenge with all this stuff is that you can be like a magpie and have you know shiny object syndrome where you're just like there's so many interesting tools out there you can kind of get really distracted and how do you sort of balance that off with being productive versus also making sure that you are aware of the tools that are going to help you be more efficient absolutely so so i have a pretty streamlined approach even though i've got tons of tools um i don't use them all all the time i mean they're different ones for different stuff and most of mine at that list i gave you 90 percent of them are contact finder so if you don't, one doesn't have it, you have the other one, check it. And so what I do, my process is pretty simple. Um, well, I think it's pretty simple at least. I use one other tool called OneTab. So from a candidate's situation, I build my, you know, I build my list at night. And then, you know, you just basically put all your LinkedIn tabs into this OneTab program. I send that link, that one link to my admin overseas. He um, enters all those people. And then he goes through all the tools for me and finds the contact info. Right. And there is 90% of the tools we use, <laughs> quite frankly. And, uh, you know, then that automatically is in the Crelate, ties to a job. That job's tied to Outplay. Outplay sends the email out. And now I don't look like a one-man band anymore. So it, it's, so though there's a lot of tools, you're 100% right. People 
so many recruiters get lost in the glitz and the stuff. I love, I love recruiting tools and technology. Like there's a, there's actually another one that uh, is really good called, um, um, track 360, track, track 365. And those guys are great because they actually can record your calls and transcribe the whole thing for you. So it's, um, that one's really, it's actually really cool. And then it can actually, um, yeah, track 365, T-R-A-K, where is it? Track 365. That one is really cool because it can, then it can also pull out a lot of, using AI, it can pull out a lot of stuff, you know, meetings and different highlights and things like that. Huh. What do, like, what would you use that for? So if I'm taking a job order, um, you know, especially like yesterday, I'm talking to a guy, you know, overseas, you know, I want to make sure I double check because sometimes you can't, uh, you can't hear, you know, you may, you may miss something or whatever. This thing's picking it up pretty, pretty clearly. and gives you a pretty good, um, pretty good uh, indication of what was being said, but it really transcribes the whole thing. It's, it's like having, you know, someone, di- you know, dictating and taking all the notes. So it's, oh, um, it's, uh, you know, so it's a really, it's a, it's a very cool, um, it's a very cool tool that actually can, can be a ton of value. You know, instead of taking notes while someone's talking too, you can now actually focus on what they're saying, knowing this whole thing's being recorded. You can always, you know, so you can go back and get your notes and you can, um, you know, really just have a more interactive uh, conversation. Yeah. TRAQ365. I will check that out. That sounds yeah. cool. I'm yeah. glad to hear you finally hired an offshore virtual <laughs> assistant, Rich, because yeah. last time we spoke, you were trying to do everything yourself, which to me sounded insane, it, but it, it, it's, well, you know what? I've had them off and on. And even this one is off and on, <laughs> quite frankly, they're only 20 hours a week. Um, they're, I am not a good manager. It's <laughs> what I've learned. And uh, I don't have the patience to, to, to really, do it right. But I use loom a lot, make a lot of videos and yes, try to do it that way. Yeah. I, I, I even totally. this, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I wish I could figure out how to use an admin better to be honest. It's like a total weakness of mine. Um, <laughs> Listen, let me, if, if there's some, if there's one area I can help you with, I think that might be it. So let me follow up with you on that because it's it. something I really um, has transformed my life, my business. And I'm, you know, really passionate about, and it, it's not as difficult as you might think. And I, you don't have to be, I don't think I'm a great manager either, to be honest, but um, it's just like probably increased my productivity by three or four times. That's great. Yeah. That's what I need. That's, I mean, this, I, I have him doing the very simple work. I just, you know, it, it, I find like for every niche is different. Like in sales, it's, I, I, I didn't, it took me years to realize that sales was a hard niche to recruit in as, silly as that may sound, um, because there's so many nuances. And I find like, even, even in the States when I've got other recruiters doing splits with me, they don't always get the nuances of the different titles and everything else. And that's the biggest problem is guys overseas. There's so many variants on what an account executive could be called. Of course. And, you know, trying to list every single one out when it, this means this, when a director could really be a rep or some, or a director could be a manager you know, it's impossible unless you actually read things, know the industry, know the companies. So that alone, I find using an admin makes it challenging because I feel like they, they just don't put in, the information doesn't go in properly. And uh, I mean, I think this is fixable, Rich, like, especially (laughs) if someone works with you over a period of time and, they are motivated and to learn this stuff, then they will pick up those nuances over over time. Like, uh, shout out to Rachel Tabinar, my my VA. She actually manages my podcast now. She was so good at just the admin stuff, and she's been with me a couple of years. So I just said, "Hey, do you want to look after the podcast?" So basically, everything apart from you and I having this conversation is coordinated by her. And she does a fantastic job. So she knows, like, she can look at someone's LinkedIn profile and know, would this person be a good guest? Are they a potential client? You know, and she just, 
you know, or, or is that person actually, they look right, but they're not, you know, she, she's pretty good at all that. So that's great. Yeah. And that's, that's the, I'd love to talk to you about that. Cause that is definitely one area where I could certainly use uh, some cleanup. <laughs> so. Awesome. All right, Rich. Well, listen, uh, we've been at this for an hour already. I've really wow. enjoyed it. And uh, listen, I will follow up with you. And if there's anything I can do to help you on the your virtual teams side, then uh, happy to. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me again. It's been great to be great. All to right. Be Thanks, Rich. Have an awesome week. Take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to The Resilient Recruiter. If you've enjoyed the show, the best way you can show your support is to click that subscribe button. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.